Welcome to This One's On Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Nia. On this podcast, I have conversations that are real and relatable. Join me weekly to be a part of the conversation. Let's get straight to it. I have been really wanting to talk about this topic um, when it comes to me and my personal life, the friendship category. It's been highs and lows, um, and I've been learning so much, so I just wanted to get on here and share my opinion and my thoughts on friendships and just things that I've learned and things that I'm unlearning. So, firstly, I want to say I've been seeing a lot that as an adult, some people feel like making friends is hard. My personal opinion, I don't think making friends as an adult is hard. I do think that it takes effort. And you have to be honest with yourself and ask, am I in a space to really put in the effort to build a friendship? And I think that's very important because if you're not in that space, I feel like you might have acid or you might be flaky. And when you're first meeting somebody, you don't want to give off that impression if ultimately you do want to build a friendship. So I don't think it's hard to make friends as an adult, but I do think it takes effort and A lot of that comes from just the type of lifestyle you live. You know, people are living real lives, okay? They have full-time jobs. Some people have full-time jobs. They go to school full-time. They have kids. They have families. They have, you know, other endeavors that they might be pursuing outside of work. So it is a lot being an adult, for one, let's just say that. And then trying to create relationships or build bonds outside of your own personal life that does require time, you know? So when people say, oh, they have to schedule it in or pencil you in, I don't think it's to be rude or to make like, oh my gosh, I'm so busy, but that is really the case for some people. And so when it comes to effort, putting in that effort to friendships, I think that that's a vital piece because if you are committed to, ooh, I do want I do want to create friendships as an adult, then you have to carve out time. And carving out time looks like, okay, let me look at my schedule for the week. Okay, Thursday, Thursday look like it's a slow day. And you know, don't overbook yourself. And something that I do want to bring up is an app. It's, this is not sponsored, okay? This is my own personal opinion. Shout out to my friend Janae because she put me onto this app. And it's called Bumble BFF. And some of you may be familiar with Bumble for dating, but they have Bumble BFF. And it's so that you can meet people, essentially meet people and become friends with people and go from there. And so you create a profile and you say, hey, I'm new to the area. This is what I like to do. Just give people a background about yourself, you know. So, you know, I created my profile. Um, And some people might think it's weird, but I moved to St. Louis and I didn't really know nobody. And my friend told me about the app and she said that other people had, you know, success with it. So I was like, okay, bet. And I'm the type of person, I'm going to try damn near everything. Like, I'm not even going to hold you. And so I got on the app and I connected with some people. And those people know who they are. So shout out to y'all. Um, and really, just like similar to dating, I feel like that app is similar when it comes to friendships. Because meeting up with people, that can get exhausting. Like, <laughs> I got to a point where I was kind of tired of meeting people. And some people feel like, you know, once they find one or two cool people, that's it. They cool. They don't need a bunch of friends. And I don't think I ever went into it with the intention of, oh, I want a big group of friends. I just want to like 
a couple people to hang out with, you know, chill with, because like I said, I was new. And of course, I love my solitude and I did spend some time alone. But then I was like, OK, it would be cool to, you know, meet some people because I really wasn't really doing too much. I was going to work and just like coming home or going to the park. And like I said, I, I like my alone time. I like my me time. But, you know, I I am an emotional person. I'm an emotional being. I like human interaction. So that app helped me. And again, the app is called Bumble BFF. So aside from putting in effort to create a friendship, I do feel like effort is needed to maintain a friendship. You know, I think sometimes people can get comfortable and become complacent in friendships. And my friend Destiny, she brought up a point last season and she was like, you know, I take my friends on dates. And I was like, that's so cute. And like, I hang out with my friends and we set up stuff. But she said she take her friends on dates like, okay, I'm gonna come pick you up. We're gonna do this. And I was just like, that's so cute. And I also heard a girl, she explained friendships basically like similar to being almost the same as a relationship minus the intimacy. And I really love that definition because the type of friendships that I really value and crave, we are that close. And, you know, I just, I love that type of friendship. And no, it's not like we have to talk every single day, but I love to feel the intimacy of a friendship. And I think so many times we associate intimacy with romance or our partners, and that's not always the case. And Sharon taught me that there are such things as soulmates that are friends and I was like oh my gosh that's so true I really feel that with her when you are you know wanting friendships I do feel like or if you are already in friendships I think that it's important to keep in mind what you want in a friend and you know I I like to write stuff down maybe this isn't you but just maybe just run through your head like what is it that I want in a friend what values do I want in somebody that I'm going to call my friend and for me I guess like off the top of the head that's like somebody who's honest you know somebody who isn't afraid to be vulnerable somebody who is accepting I do not get down with the judgment like no baby um somebody who's loving you know kind-hearted genuine um expansive when it comes to their mindset so those are things that you know I look for and want and a friend. So I think you have to ask yourself, what do you want in a friend? And then, baby, you got to spin the block and you have to ask yourself, do I bring that? Do I bring that to the table? Because for a long time, I'm not going to hold y'all. You know, I'm going to be honest. I used to be the friend that would just take, take, take. I would take advice. I would take time. I would just take, take, take. And I wasn't being reciprocal to the people that I was in friendship with. And that was something that was brought to my attention. And it was hard. It was a hard truth to swallow. But I'm so thankful that people told me like, no, you, you're draining. Like you do too much. You don't even ask me how I'm doing. And I was like, damn, it is a two way street. And my mom always tells me in order to have friends, you have to be a friend. So when it comes to friendships, I think you have to say, yes, you want all these things. But what do you what do you bring? Are you bringing genuineness? Are you bringing kindness? Are you bringing acceptance? Are you bringing, you know, and so that's why I think it's so important to make sure you're tapping in with the other person, whether you're creating a friendship or you're already in the friendship. I think it's very important to check on them. And that's why I asked people, you know, I was watching this interview with Scotty Beam um, and Summer Walker and Scotty was like, how's your heart? And I was like, that's so beautiful. And so I started asking people like, you know, how's your heart? Really more so, how's your spirit? How are you doing, you know, mentally and spiritually and, you know, emotionally? 
check on your friends and ask them truly, how are you doing? Like, that is something that I did have to learn. It's not always about Nia. It's not always about what I got going on. And it's been times where I had to put my pride aside, you know, and really just be like, it's not about you. It's really not about you. So I'm thankful that that was brought to my attention so I can learn from that. And I feel like being an adult, it's all about the learning and unlearning. And you have to be willing to unlearn some shit because everything you've learned up until this point, it's not always facts. You know what I mean? Some people just do stuff because, oh, well, that's how I was raised. Just because that's how you was raised, that doesn't mean that that's the way to go about it, you know, or maybe that's not in alignment with who you really are. It's okay to defer from some things. It's okay to unlearn some things like period. And when it comes to unlearning, that brings me to my next point, happiness over history. And when I say happiness over history, that means how do you feel inside when you're with somebody that you're calling your friend how are the dynamics in that friendship I think for a while myself and just people in general we hold on to history whether it be in relationships or friendships oh I knew them since I was two years old I've been rocking with them since the sixth grade but are you happy does that friendship still have substance You know what I mean? And I saw them post on um, Instagram and it was like normalize outgrowing friendships. Sometimes Ricky from the sixth grade ain't it. And back in the day, I will feel like that sounded harsh, but it's, it's true. Sometimes you outgrow people. Sometimes, you know, your mindset change. Sometimes you do outgrow people. And it's not always about outgrowing people. Sometimes it's just a shift in lifestyles. It's just a shift in, you know, I really don't feel that spark anymore. And that's okay. And that's something that I had to learn is, you know, everybody everybody can't be there forever. And as cliche as it sounds, people say, oh, people come into your lives for seasons and reasons. That's true. It's very true. And for so long, I I just thought like, no, everybody's going to be here like forever. And that was a lie. Not really a lie, but it was just like I was holding on to something that wasn't super realistic you know what I mean and I feel like as adults you know we grow and and we change and that's why I think it's important to find your people and when I say find your people you know surround yourself with people who are into the things that you're into or surround yourself with people who are like-minded and I will say I am a big I'm big on like agreeing to disagree. I don't always agree agree with my friends and they don't always agree with me. I don't want yes man. I don't want all yes man in my corner. I used to. I used to just want everybody to say, yeah, you're doing great. Oh my gosh, you're amazing. No, let me know when I'm wrong. Let me know when it's like, girl, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> Find your people. And sometimes it's not even about you finding them. Sometimes it just falls in your lap. And I think... That'd be the best feeling for real because it's so organic. But understanding that it takes time. It really takes time. And you might find yourself in a place where you're like, damn, I don't really got too many friends. Now that I've done some unlearning or I've done some thinking and I've decided to fall back from some friendships or I decided to walk away from some friendships, you might find yourself alone. And that's okay. Like I do feel like as humans, we go through periods of alone. Aloneness, stillness, a time of true solitude where it's like, damn, it's just me and me. 
<laughs> and I feel like in those moments where you're alone, those are the best times to really see who you are and see who you want. I mean, um, see what you want, right? And I said this before, I think mourning is always associated with sadness, most times being associated with sadness, right? And I think when friendships end, it is important to mourn those friendships. And when I say mourn, it is important to sit and reflect and think about all the memories. Like you might go from being mad to crying to laughing. I think that that's important to feel everything and not be so, oh, forget it, forget them and not feel those feelings. No, because if you were friends with somebody at one point, y'all was kicking it. Y'all was having a good time. So I think it's important to really reflect on that friendship. And you can even learn from the friendship like, okay, what do I want to bring into my next friendship? What did I do that maybe wasn't the best? Really taking that time to analyze. Because when I joined the military, I had a best friend. And then, you know, we kind of just fell off for real, for real. And I was so hurt because this was my best friend, right? And it's like, everybody has a best friend. And so I'm like, damn, I don't got no best friend. (laughs) And I feel like I kind of wanted to like replace her or like, yeah, essentially replace her. Like everybody got best friends. Like who's, who's going to be my best friend. And it never gave that. It never gave like, let's find a replacement. It never gave, let's hurry up and fill this slot. Like, no, you lost her. Like that's no longer your best friend. Just chill. You don't have to force a vibe. You don't have to force another connection because you feel like you're missing something. And so I feel like I was trying to fill a void and that wasn't fair to me. And then whoever I was trying to, you know, make the next it girl, that wasn't fair to them. Mourn friendships, just like you will mourn a loss or a death. I think we need to normalize losing friendships. And I'm not saying, oh, take two months off and think about them every day. Nah, but give yourself space. Give yourself time to be like, damn. I'm not friends with them no more, but we had some good times. I'm not friends with them no more, but what did I take from that? What can I, what can I build upon that was positive? What did I learn about myself? And when it comes to learning yourself, I think we need to identify if we are high maintenance or low maintenance. Do we want high maintenance friends or low maintenance friends? So let me break down both of them. When I hear the word high maintenance, I feel like that is somebody who... I'm not going to say clingy, but that's somebody who, you know, they want to talk to you. They want to FaceTime you multiple times throughout the week. They want to get up with you. They want to go out to eat with you. They want to go to the concert. They want to go to the mall. They want to kick it with you. Like, you feel me? And when when they call you, they expecting you to answer. If you don't answer, they want to know why. So high maintenance. And some will say that that's annoying, but other people like high maintenance friends because they like having that constant human interaction. I used to be high maintenance, but baby, you can you you can ask my friends and and they will let you know. Neo will really just go ghost. And I don't even want to say go ghost. I will just tell my friends on a Monday like, "Hey, I'm taking a week to myself." And they be like, "Okay." And sometimes I can understand how it might come off like sporadic because I can go like a week straight talking to them, we chopping it up and then I'm like, "Yeah, I got to go." So maybe that is something that I need to work on. But that space and that time that I take off, it is to um, very much revitalize myself 
sometimes it's because I got a lot going on. Other times it's just like, I need to get quiet. I need to hear my own voice, right? And I think that that's important in a friendship that they respect that. And if they don't respect that, I feel like ultimately that could be breaking the boundary. And that's another point is having boundaries and friendships is a very much real thing. Just because somebody is your friend, that does not mean that you are entitled to know everything. You are entitled to so much of their life. No, being friends with somebody, I hold that at a high regard and I look at friendships sacred because like you don't have to share anything with me. And for you to be vulnerable with me, I admire that because I didn't know how much vulnerability really takes up until I was an adult you know so if somebody is sharing a piece of themselves with you or their lives I think that we should cherish that and not feel so entitled like oh yeah they better had told me such and such no baby they don't have to tell you nothing but I do feel like in a high maintenance friendship that might be a thing to where people just feel like oh that's that's a requirement So now moving on to low maintenance, I believe low maintenance is very much you can go two months, not two months, um, like two weeks to maybe two months. And you only hear from that person like once or twice. But when you hear from them, it feeds your soul. When you hear from them, like y'all ain't missed that beat. Love is still there. Y'all can still keep key. All of that. Low maintenance. I understand why a lot of adults appreciate low maintenance friendships because being an adult can be hard. Life be lifing and sometimes you just don't got it in you. Like for me, if I got a lot going on, I don't want to interact with people because one, I don't want to bring that negative energy and I'm not going to hold you. Sometimes I would feel like, well, if I'm not the upbeat Nia that everybody is used to, they're going to be like, "Mm, what's wrong with her? And so I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to be around. I don't want to be around because I'm, I'm not, I don't want to be the comedian today. I don't want to be the rah-rah girl today. Like, I don't want to be her. I don't got it on me. I'm fucking tired. And it's like, I get in my head about that. But the people that are closest to me, they're like, girl, you don't have to be anything but Nia. Like, you literally don't have to be anybody but Nia. And if you're not upbeat today, that's okay. We're going to love you through it. Take the time to understand your people, Right? And so I see why low maintenance friendships work with a lot of adult friendships, a lot of friendships in adulthood, because being an adult, you have so much going on already. So you you might not be able to talk to that person as much. Hopefully that makes sense to y'all. So, yeah. And lastly, I wanted to talk about this interview that I was watching with Lauren London and She talked about how you're either poison or medicine. And she said, like, poisonous is people gossiping or just vibrating on a low frequency. And medicine was people being around people who feed your soul. Being around people who you don't even have to say nothing, but their presence and y'all just chilling and it's just a vibe. Like it feeds your soul. Like their energy, their aura is just like comforting, right? And I thought that was a beautiful way of explaining it. And she said, you know, she wants to be around people who feel like medicine. And I feel like I want to be around people who feel like medicine as well. And more importantly, I want to be medicine. And ever since hearing that interview, I was like, Nia, are you being medicine or are you being poisonous? And 
I will admit that I was poisonous to some people in the past, and I hate that. Like, but you know, we we all we all live when we all grow, and. I think one of the reasons that contributed to me being poisonous in the past was because I didn't love and accept myself. And the phrase hurt people hurt people, I believe that. Because when you don't like yourself and you don't really value yourself and you just mad as fuck, sometimes you spew that out into other people and they feel the collateral damage of you not loving yourself. And that's not cute. That's not cute and it's not fair. And so... I just aspire to be medicine, you know, and some days I may not have it on me or I may not be vibrating in the highest energy. And that's okay. That's just, you know, peaks and valleys, highs and lows. But every day I aspire to be medicine when people leave, you know, from being around me or from talking to me, you know, I pray that they feel good. And when I realize that, you know, I didn't do the best job, (laughs) Um, you know, I'm like, okay, Nia, next time around, don't do that. You know, I think it's all about getting back up. You're not going to get it every time, but as long as you are trying. And my old therapist used to say, stop saying trying and just do. I said, ooh, okay. All right. I heard you. Heard you. You feel me? So replace trying with doing and, you know, just action, acts of kindness, words of affirmations, positivity, speaking all of that, not only over your life, but the the lives of the others around you. And so I say all that to say, you know, shout out to Lauren London. Ask yourself, are you being medicine or are you being poisonous? And be honest with yourself. Being medicine is just, I feel like that's how you just flow in abundance, in the abundance of life by being medicine. And Who wants to be remembered as being poisonous? Like, uh uh-uh, baby. And I think it's important to analyze, okay, who is around me? Who do I call my friends? Why do I call these people my friends? Do I have boundaries? How do I implement boundaries? Do they have boundaries? Have I been breaking their boundaries? I think analyzing friendships is a real thing. And I think it should be done. If I'm going to be in a friendship, I want to, I want that friendship to be open-ended. I want that friendship to be expansive. I want us to have hard conversations. And I think sometimes in friendships, if you don't got a backbone, you avoid hard conversations because I know I did. You know, you value somebody so much as a friend and maybe they've been hurting your feelings or maybe you feel like this ain't it no more, but you're scared to say something or, you know, stand up for yourself. And I think that's when you got to push past that fear. You got to push past that, those feelings and listen to your gut. Hard conversations are going to come. Everything shouldn't be, shouldn't be easy. Just like a relationship ain't easy, friendship is not always going to be easy. Be honest even when it's hard. And it's this a way, you know, my cousin Aji, he taught me like, it's about approach and delivery. So do you know, you feel me, like some people just be coming out the gate swinging, smoking flames. Like, no, approach and delivery, and approach and delivery is very important. So, you know, make sure you, you, you handling things with grace and compassion because that's, that's how you will want to be handled. I hope so. So, um, I know I just be talking and talking, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. I appreciate 
anybody and everybody who listens to the podcast, hopefully you learn something about friendship. Hopefully I challenge you to look at your friendships. And if you like this episode, make sure you leave a comment in the review section as well as a rating. Share it on Instagram. In regards to Instagram, my Instagram is underscore I am purpose. You can follow me on there and just share the podcast. That's how it's going to grow. I want to touch the masses and I want to inspire. As always, peace and love.